Welcome to a brand spanking new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Yours truly here, Austin Huff, holding down the fort this week with the new special guest co-host. He is the current Goshen College Sports Information Director. He's been in that role since 2014, which is the year he also graduated from Goshen College. He's a 2010 Bethany Christian graduate as well. The one, the only, Tony Miller in the studio today. Tony, how are you? We're on the right side of the ground today, and we're keeping things vertical. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, all things considered in 2020, a, a good progress. Right. So. It's, it's the basics, and that's better than nothing. Exactly. So, uh, we had some sort of breaking news right before we came on this podcast. Uh you know, I, I first off, I appreciate you breaking this news to me before we taped instead of after, but do you want to maybe give us an update on, on what's going on over at Goshen College with the athletics programs, Tony? <laughs> well, no, I don't really want to, but, you know, <laughs> duty calls. Uh, right. we, this after, our student-athletes were notified last night that the pandemic task force and the athletic department have decided to put a one-week pause on all athletic team activities so games obviously practices team meetings that sort of thing just looking to combat some rising COVID-19 numbers on campus in the community uh it's I mean it's I think most of our teams are still healthy in tech I mean in a technical sense but Mm -hmm. it's easier to box it in while it's small and the goal is to keep every I mean if you keep everybody healthy you can postpone as much as you want and still get it in later if you don't keep people healthy, then uh, that's a road we try not to go down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, you guys have had numerous games rearranged. Every team, I feel like, has been affected in some way, shape, or form. I feel like I see your tweets all the time. Three games moved here. Two games moved there. It's like, oh my gosh, like, right. what's going on? And it's it. I mean, I don't think it's something that you guys you haven't had to shut down really until today. Correct. So that's. I mean, we have been. We have been blessed this year with, uh, first of all, good weather to do things outside for the most part, which has been one of the biggest factors in being able to stay open. But we've been blessed with, yeah, good health across the board until the last couple of weeks or so. We've had some teams that had numerical issues as people, you know, decided not to come back to campus that uh, that you suspect were COVID-19 related. But Mm -hmm. as you know, as long as people stay healthy, you're able to keep... uh, keep playing games but we'll put a pause on it for this week and hopefully uh, we'll be back at it they'll re- they will reassess the decision um, next Monday and Tuesday and right. see where we go from there right and obviously uh, you know Goshen College uh, you know most of their athletic teams have a have a good variety of international players on them like tennis uh, I know the women's soccer team has had issues because of that the men's soccer team as well has had some players you know, stationed over uh, and overseas because they just couldn't fly because of the, you know, over here because of the pandemic. So uh, obviously going through some issues there. Hopefully everyone stays safe and is healthy. Um, You know, crazy times we live in. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now, unfortunately. So, yeah, I think one of the things that's probably worked in our favor is we have a college president whose background is in public health. Mm-hmm. Our interim athletic director is the athletic trainer who's <laughs> gone through years and years of healthcare and training and things that are, are related to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, not noticing that there's a pandemic afoot has really not been an option <laughs> that we've, uh, we've had to be aware of that since day one. Yeah, you guys have had a heck of a year over there. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, <laughs> just objectively speaking, very interesting, crazy year with uh, with an athletic de- 
uh, director departure, two weeks before a global pandemic takes over. You can't even do a job search for something. So you got interim athletic director, interim associate athletic director. Um, are you an interim tag as well? I just I just want to clarify. Uh, not that I know of, <laughs> but very little would surprise me at this point in well, 2020. Well, I'll talk to Erica about it and see, I, see what she can do. I do definitely keep a photo of a partridge in a pear tree uh, <laughs> saved on my computer for those laundry li- those emails where you have to attach a laundry list of things. Sure. And here's a literal <laughs> partridge in a pear tree to round out that request. Well, and now I might start doing that if I have to request things for you, so... I appreciate it. So, yeah, crazy, crazy times, of course. Um, this is all in the backdrop. Obviously, the COVID numbers have been rising a little bit uh, in the nation. Um, you know, everyone wear a mask, be safe, you know, wash your hands six feet apart. I mean, like, right, you know, all these things. Like, we got to be able to do all these things. And just, we just got to power through this, you know. Yeah, I mean, one of the things the pandemic task force talked about today is, we tell you this information not because we're trying to scare you, but because we think that we, I mean, with what we know, as long as we wear our masks and stay socially distant and wash our hands and don't, you know, don't try to power through it when you're sick, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my shop teacher used to say about the saws. <laughs> if you remember they are very dangerous machines, they turn out to be not particularly dangerous machines. <laughs> well, that is a good way to put it. I actually haven't thought of it that way, so... That's how I'm going to equate the rest of this pandemic. If you just treat it like it's pretty serious, it won't be too serious for you. So, uh, anyway, let's let's stop talking about COVID. I don't like you know I don't like talking about COVID. This is not a news. We'll leave that for Sheila on the on the Goshen News News Now podcast to talk about COVID and people and health and things like that. We got. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We had a busy Saturday to say the least. Um, soccer everywhere, cross country sectionals. Football, everything. Uh, Tony, we could start somewhere kind of close to your heart. Bethany Christian girls soccer uh, winning the sectional championship 3-0 over Lakewood Park Christian. Uh, this is a program that didn't have a team five years ago, Tony, and now they're back-to-back sectional champions. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm thinking back to, so I was their PA announcer the last year before they shut down mm-hmm. girls' soccer for a couple of years. Uh, it would have been about seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting there and putting, four. I think it was 14 Northwood goals on the scoreboard Ugh. as uh, that that particular game did not end well. Um, <laughs> going to guess that, yeah. But... Uh, you know, you go for, you go from that to to rebuilding rebuilding a program, and now they're they're two time defending sectional champions. Which even as a team that had won sectional and regional several times in the pre class uh, era of girls soccer, most recently in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. winning you know winning a conference last year for the first time ever, winning two back to back sectional championships, both of those things that. Things that they've things they'd never done before, and that's a program that's been sponsoring girls soccer going back to the mid night. I mean, for for twenty five years now. Right. So obviously, you know, they had a ch- coaching change right before the season started too, and obviously a good good to have uh, a guy who's a person who's in the building, obviously to all the time Hank Willems to kind of come in and be the girls coach, going from the boys program to the girls program. Uh, but he's handled that really well. He he even told me after the game on Saturday, he was like. I'm just so relieved, like that I was that I didn't get in the way, basically, of this team because you know Ohel Gonzalez before him, I mean, really built that you know in four years builds builds the program to a sectional title, and Hank kind of takes over because Ohel moved out of the state, and uh, hey, he wins the sectional championship. They're going back to the regional. It's pretty crazy. And then even what Hank left behind with the boys team came within 
what, sudden death penalty kicks? Yeah. Yeah, uh, beating Westview, who had won 10 games in a row going into that contest. You know, that was a 4-1 Westview win earlier in the season, and it ends 2-1 with the PKs. If you, I don't know how you write it, 1-1 or 2-1 with PKs. I think in high school it's officially 2-1. Is it officially 2-1? In college it would be 1-1 with the winner advancing on penalty kicks because we have to have different score reporting protocols for the exact same thing between high school and college. (laughs) Right, and I'm sure professional soccer does it differently than we do it. Well, they do it with a British accent. They do do it with a British accent, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... The Bethany boys really, I mean, I was at both the, I was at both Bethany games on Saturday. Uh, the boys game was fantastic. That was a really amazing game. Uh, just, you know, back and forth. You know, it was nothing, nothing through the first 87 minutes because it went to overtime. And then there's two goals scored within a minute of each other. One by Westview, one by Bethany. Crowd was in it. Uh, you know, there was a little shoving at one point between the two teams. It was it was a good old fashioned rivalry game for a sexual championship. You could really feel it in the in the crowd and the energy there. It was a really really cool experience. So yeah, I wasn't at the game on Saturday night because we had a game at the college at the same time. But I mm-hmm. did see when those two teams met the last Saturday in September in the regular season. You talked about it was a four to one game, Austin. Right. But that was a game where I think one of those four was a penalty kick that kind of opened the floodgates for some scoring late. Uh, Bethany had a couple of pretty good chances they weren't able to convert on that could well have made it more than one. You got the sense that if they met later in the season, it was going to be a nip-and-tuck battle between some longtime rivals with something on the line. That was before we knew what the sectional draw was in terms of which round it would be. Mm-hmm. But that game didn't live up to or that game certainly lived up to its billing. I'd mm-hmm. say Westview certainly lived up to its billing as a team that they looked like they could win the sectional, and then they did, in fact, mm-hmm. win the sectional. And if they make it to the regional final, they're probably going to have another pretty decent rivalry game <laughs> in an Argus team that yeah. has been playing soccer since, or for about as long as Westview has, mm-hmm. going back to the 1960s, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday night. I think that would be in Argus. It would be in Argus, yeah. Westview boys have to go through Couts first, which I made sure to check how to pronounce before. Actually, I didn't check. I said it wrong beforehand, and then you guys corrected me. So they're going to play Couts first. Uh, before they can think about playing Argus in a, in a regional championship game, I'm trying to pull up my Couts info. Uh, they didn't have much online, but Couts is 12-0-4 on the season. They were finished the number 17 in the Class 1A pools. Um, they beat Elania Elania Christian. I should have checked that one. Illini Christian. It looks like it looks like it should be uh, Illini, but it's not. Like it's on the Illinois Indiana border. It's a combination of Illinois and Indiana. Anyway, they beat them 2 nothing uh, in the sectional final. So it's obviously a good Couts team. They haven't lost a game, and they're ranked. And Westview wasn't ranked at the end of the season, but that's because when you start 1-7-1, and <laughs> it's kind of hard to get ranked. And even if, even though they've won 11 in a row, you know, they're still 12-7-1, so that record is really hard to quote-unquote like rank. Yeah, you know? but Westview, as a small school that's been around for a long time, they will take on all comer. I mean, Bethany and Argus are both in the same boat that right. they're playing two and three A schools throughout the year. And so by the time you get to the sectional tournament, that record doesn't look great, but they have played some pretty tough soccer. Right. That's what's always like that's why like you look at anything any team Bethany Christian fields, usually. Like their record is 
uh, generally not an indictment maybe of the talent level that will be they'll be competing against in the 1As, especially in volleyball. Like you see Bethany Christian play Goshen and Northridge and same thing with the you know soccer team you play. You have to you have to play all these teams around the area just because it's games and it gets you game reps and you know you might take your lumps and lose like you know Tony Jansen the boys soccer coach mentioned to me after the game Saturday is like we lost to Northridge eight nothing in the first game we played this season and to be able to get to where we were at and you know literally a penalty kick away from a sectional championship like that's pretty remarkable just just because they have to schedule all these teams and they have to play Goshen and they have to play Northwood and they have to play you know schools like that Mishawaka Marion even to like just get games in basically so yeah, I think I think that'll go away a little bit with the the formation of the Hoosier Plains Conference this year. Right. Uh, comment that I've made to some folks from Bethany is that now for the first time they can be like, "Sorry, we've got to bump this non-conference game so that we can get our conference game in," which is the trick that the the big schools have been using on on their little one <laughs> A opponent for years. Uh, but yeah, but the other thing there is that. When you're a school with a lot of multi-sport athletes, that means that you don't get, you know, if you're a team full of guys that play basketball year-round, you get to spend all summer getting really good at basketball. Right. If you go from soccer to basketball to baseball to soccer to basketball to baseball, Mm -hmm. you have to work on getting better in your sport throughout, I mean, throughout preseason practice and throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I remember the guy that was in this seat last week, Chuck Freebie, messaging him uh, after that Northridge game that... Yeah, I think this is a Bethany team that's going to be okay by the time we get to October. Mm-hmm. Northridge is just loaded, and they didn't even make it out of their sectional I last know. week. That was a big upset kind of uh, last week to an extent. Elkhart obviously was ranked in the top 10, but Northridge just felt like a year for Northridge boys soccer to maybe make a run. 16 seniors on the roster, and it's almost unheard of. Uh, and it felt like everything might be coming together for them this year, but hey, kudos to Elkhart. I mean, they... they put a game, good game plan together against the Raiders and shut them down and won that sectional semifinal game 3-1, then won the sectional championship against Concord Saturday night. Uh, first Elkhart team to win a sectional championship was well, the boys' soccer team. This version of this Elkhart. This version of Elkhart, yeah. yeah. The new new the new Elkhart, the new one Elkhart, not the old one Elkhart, yeah. and not the old two Elkharts. Cause there's, I was going to say, the old one Elkhart won a few things in its day. <laughs> they did. I'm sure you've got folks in Goshen that look back <laughs> on a few Elkhart High sectional championships that that they feel like they should have uh, topped the Blue Blazers in mm-hmm. back yeah. in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. We won't we won't have to get into those. We won't have to bring up any of those bad feelings for people on the on the podcast. But anyway, so kind of looking ahead here for this week, uh, Bethany Christian girls, like we were talking about, they won the sectional. They are 12-4 and two. They will be playing Andrean in the sectional semifinal game, 12 p.m. Saturday at uh, Newton Park in, La- or I almost said LaVille, it's in Lakeville, which is like saying LaVille, basically. Um, so, second, that'll be the second sectional, semi- or excuse me, regional, regional semifinal game that day over at Newton Park. Uh, Bethany ranked number 19 in the final poll. Andrean was ranked number 9, so it's a good matchup. Two, two very good teams uh, playing for a chance to compete in the regional championship. Uh, Westview, as we mentioned, playing Couts. They are playing them at Argus, which we talked about, and they are at 10 a.m., so bright and early. You know, nice little drive from Goshen to Argus, potentially for yours truly there. Um, or I'm going to Plymouth, potentially, in the morning as well. Uh, because the Northwood girls' soccer team pulled off a big-time upset over DeKalb 
Uh, number 10, DeKalb, they beat them 2 to nothing in the sectional championship game. Uh, and they will be playing a team that pulled another upset. Culver Academies beat number one Mishawaka Marion in the sectional final. Um, so, yeah, you got look like you had something to say there, Tony? <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking you don't think that beating the number 10 team in the state in the sectional final, you don't think somebody's going to upstage you in your own regional. Right. And yet their Culver was. I mean, <laughs> that was that was Marion's sectional to lose. That was, you know, probably Marion's regional, Marion's semi-state to lose. And all of a sudden, they're not there anymore. Yeah, just an absolutely stunning score to, when I saw that come through um, that they were going to be playing Culver. I really didn't think, I didn't really know what to think about Northwood girls soccer either. I mean, playing a number 10 team, you think DeKalb's just going to take it to them, but Northwood played a very good defensive game and, you know, held DeKalb off the scoreboard. They had a late goal in the end of the first half and a late goal at the end of the second half to put them away. And hey, sectional champions, you can't, can't take it away from them now. It's pretty awesome. I mean, pretty cool feeling. I mean, it sounds trite, but if you don't lose, or if you don't score, if you don't give up a goal, it's hard to lose. It really is. You can't just just sit back and play defense. You've got to have at least enough offense to be able to take the pressure off your back line once in a while. Mm-hmm. But as long as you keep pitching a shutout, you're in pretty good shape. Unless you get into you know the depths of that overtime and, <laughs> and uh, sectional champ or and uh, penalty kick shootout, right? Um, like, like Western yeah. and Bethany Christian on Saturday night Almost. in Topeka. So that was a fun, fun, interesting night. So Northwood is playing Culver. They are at Plymouth High School at 10 a.m. Saturday morning uh, in the regional semifinal game. And the Northwood boys soccer team also playing in a regional semifinal game at 1 p.m. against Hammond Clark, who has played five total games this year. So they went 0-2 in the regular season. Uh, and 3-0 in their sectional. So they, Hammond High Schools were, all the city high schools in Hammond were canceling fall sports at the beginning of the year, uh, so they were not playing games. And then they, I think, brought them back, obviously, uh, like a month ago or so. And, you know, you got to get a certain number of practices in before you can play games. So that's why Hammond only played two games in the regular season. They lost both, and then they went right into their sectional and won three in a row in the sectional so we're gonna get 13 three and three northwood who's ranked number eight in the class 2a against three and two hammond clark it honestly looks like there's a digit missing you think like they should be 13 and two right or something right you would think that's honestly it's a typo but it's not it's that's exactly what it is what happens so. and where where is that northwood clark game it is at mishawaka marion High School. okay so that's One, at least reasonably central in mm-hmm. the state i mean mm-hmm. in terms of east and west yeah. you hate to do your some of these state tournament games, you get uh, Hammond versus, you know, a school from Hammond versus a school from South Bend, and they're playing, I think the 3A regional in basketball is like at Norwell, mm-hmm. which is, well, it's northern Wells County. That's where Norwell comes from. Right. But for those two schools, it, it might as well be in a different state. Right. Or you could be like the uh, volleyball sectionals this week and just drive everyone <laughs> as far south as you want, and, you know, that's it. Lakeland's got to go all the way down to Tippecanoe Valley to play in a volleyball sectional on Saturday. That's like an hour and a half drive from Lagrange. So that's, I mean, yeah, from, it's not a it's not a short drive from Goshen. Not a short and drive. we're half an hour, forty five minutes along the way already from Lagrange. Yeah, 
Then so, you've got, I think there's the 1A girls volleyball sectional at Lakewood Park Christian mm-hmm. in About Auburn. an hour 10 away from here. <laughs> and the problem there is uh, Hamilton is the all-time leader at this. And not only is it small, but there's no good way to get there. Because <laughs> to get from here to Hamilton, you either have to go up to US 20 and State Road 120 and then back down. Mm-hmm. Or you go down to 6 and then angle back up on, I think, State Road 427. <laughs> Hold on, can I write this down? I, I gotta keep track of this. Google it; it's I, faster. Or, <laughs> or or run into Dan Boddicker, who could tell you how to get to far. I mean, he can tell you how to get to schools in the state that no longer exist. Yeah, Dan Boddicker knows, I think, everything about Indiana, like in general, just all of Indiana. Um, what a legend that guy! I love talking to him. Anytime I get to see him. Um, yeah. So we got four regional soccer semifinal games: two at ten, one at noon, one at one. Uh, we got volleyball sectionals everywhere. Uh, now nowhere close to Goshen, of course. Um, Where's Goshen go for volleyball section? Warsaw. Yeah, that's about a forty minute. That's like it's as far have, away as you can get. The 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 coverage area of the Goshen News, the schools that we cover, they are playing their four sectionals at Warsaw, Tippecanoe Valley, Fairfield, which is nice right there, and Lakewood Park Christian. So it's forty minutes, one hour. 10 minutes to Fairfield and an hour 10 to Lakewood Park Christian for sectionals by the way this is not like regional or semi-state where you're expecting to make a drive like we are going shorter distances for soccer this weekend than we will be for volleyball right I, I don't know who put this up um, but I I want to talk to that person I need to really like we need to really reconsider where, what we're doing here with our lives like like that's insane like I'm sorry but just the nature of it I mean the 3A girls basketball you know, this past year, that sectional was at Lakeland, and all those same schools go to that one. It, so, Tippecanoe New Valley had to go all the way up to Lakeland on a Tuesday to play uh, uh, Central Noble, I think, or some one of those teams, like Wallace maybe. I don't remember where they played in the first round. But, you know, an hour and a half drive on a Tuesday during the school year, you know, crazy. Just what, crazy. When I was in high school, our basketball sectional at Bethany – Spanned from Elkhart Christian in the northwest mm-hmm. to Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian in the southeast. Yeah. It's about an hour and a half from <laughs> Bethany to Blackhawk, which in the days of an eight-team sectional, you often had to go on Monday or Tuesday for your game, then on Tuesday or Wednesday to scout the other game, mm-hmm. and only then did you get to the weekend. Right. And then it's another 20 minutes further north. <laughs> to get to Elkhart Christian, which had yeah. to make the same drives. Yep. That's a sectional where the, the thing is, it's it's far apart, and there's nobody in the middle, so it's not like you can meet at a central location. Right. They're all spread out around the perimeter. Right. So it's not so much that I want to talk to the people that make these decisions as I want to buy them a map and point out where <laughs> some of these schools are actually located. <laughs> I want to be able to find a way to host it at a school, like even if it's not one of those schools. You know, like, does... does does soccer have to be at Elkhart Christian? Like, does Lakewood Park Christian have to drive all the way to Elkhart to play at ECA? Could we could we have played that even at like I don't know, like Westview or like League, like someone that in the middle that isn't hosting the sectional? It doesn't have, does it have to be a school? You know, like I don't know. Like, what if we just the said Yolo and placed it anywhere we wanted? What if we just held it in? Like, what if we held that one, like, in, in Ligonier or Syracuse? You know, somewhere halfway for everybody. Well, I think they didn't want to do Westview because then they would have had to double up hosting right. both the I'm, boys and the I'm girls I'm just talking, sectionals. like, in general. Like, maybe not not literally this year, Westview, obviously, with the boys going there. Yeah. Um, but, like, a place in the middle of the map. Like, yeah. place everyone in the sectional, find a spot in the middle, and, like, we're going there. You know, like, play you know. that... 
play that 1A sectional at, at East Noble or something, yes. which which is a spot that had plenty of hosting experience back in the day with the, I mean, it's been a generation ago now, but it was, there was a, an East Noble sectional for years. And I mean, I'm sure you guys have mm-hmm. on, you know, the microfilm machine when, uh, <laughs> when Fairfield and Bethany were going to East Noble for sectionals mm-hmm. in the 90s. Right. Yeah. I just think, you know, there there's ways to work around this. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just... Anyway, I'm just not looking forward to having to make any long drives this week. I mean, we're going to have to, but it's yeah. it's tough. So how do you schedule Saturday? Do you we, don't. <laughs> do we, uh, do we, should we expect to see you next week with clumps of your hair missing while it, where you pulled it out? Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you can't... Because obviously, you know, I don't want to rant too much about this, but like, man, the IHSA loading up these Saturdays is so stupid. It's just so stupid. Like... You get all these semifinals in the morning and then all the championship games at night. Uh, purely from, not even just a journalism standpoint, it's annoying, obviously, because you can't plan for anything because you don't know which teams you're covering are going to win, who's going to be where, you know. But strictly from like a fan experience sake, look at Northwood High School this weekend. Look at Northwood High School on Saturday. Okay, this is their, this is their schedule as of now. Okay, they have girls cross country regional team. Both both teams that did the regionals in cross country. That's also going on this weekend. <laughs> Not to get lost in all that. It's cross country in the morning. So, the Northwood girls soccer team starts at 10 a.m. The Northwood girls cross country team runs at 10:30. The boys team cross country team runs at 11:15 at Oxbow Park. Northwood boys soccer starts at one o'clock. Oh, I forgot. Northwood girls volleyball sectional semifinal play at 11 a.m. at Tippecanoe Valley. So you have a team, but at 11:50, like around 11 o'clock Saturday, you will have. Northwood girls soccer playing in Plymouth. You'll have Northwood running at Oxbow Park. You'll have Northwood volleyball playing at Tippecanoe Valley. Where are you supposed to go? <laughs> where are you supposed to go if you're a Northwood fan? Where are you supposed to go if you're Northwood athletic director Norm Sellers? Like, where are you supposed to be for that? Soccer, I guess. Luckily, the two gr- the girls and the boys games were able to, you know, line up. The soccer games were able to line up to where they can get to both of those. Like, if fans want to go to both soccer matches in the morning, the morning session at 1 o'clock, of course, um, you know, you can still get to it. But, like, man, and then think about it. If if both soccers and volleyball advance, which is a which is plausible. I mean, that's not out of the question of, you know, realm of possibility here. You got three championship games at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Boys soccer at Marion for the regional. Girls soccer at Plymouth for the regional. And volleyball at Tippecanoe Valley for the sectional. Where are you supposed to go? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you supposed to cover? What are you supposed to go to as a fan? Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like loading up the Saturdays. I don't. I mean, let's get one thing straight. The First of all, the soccer, or the the important ex- game day experience is, is first and foremost for the kids. I, like I can right. ultimately, ultimately, if we're prioritize, if we're making it better for the kids, I can deal with making things inconvenient for the fans. But that also includes the kids that aren't playing mm-hmm. who are, you know, if I'd have been in, uh, in high school, I know we made one trip to Fort Wayne to a volleyball sectional to cross country semi-state back to volleyball sectional <laughs> on the same day. Right. Um, but, um, my thing is, so what has Northwood been doing? Okay, Friday night's out because Friday night's football night. I get that. Right. You can't do Friday night. But what's Northwood doing tomorrow night or Thursday right. night? Like, why can't we play right. these these boys soccer or these soccer regional semifinals when they first went to the two-class system had weeknight semifinal games? It was right. 
came up on Facebook memories this morning. It was eight years ago tonight that Bethany got a hat trick from Andrew Snyder and beat Michigan City Marquette five to two in a regional semifinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before that, I think they played Boone Grove and my my notes from that game are like from the surface of Noah's Ark because I was sitting next to a former student manager who, so that he could free up his hands to gesture, actually had my umbrella down his shirt, which got the job done and was otherwise disgusting. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're playing, I mean... These regional games, they're they're a little bit far away, but they're they're nothing you can't make it back from. You're already, I mean, look at the NECC. We're already m- making teams go from Fairfield to East Side, right? On some <laughs> weeknight in the regular season, right. it's nothing you can't do in the state tournament. And then instead, we're just going to pack pack Saturday chock full of nuts, as they say. Right. It's just it's just like it's like mentally exhausting to look at it. <laughs> like yes. just purely trying to. And now back to the journalism sense, it's like planning this day. Is horrendous because we could have we're as of now we are pretty much only guaranteed to have one championship game like for sure that's the sectional volleyball at Tippecanoe Valley because the way it falls down we're gonna have at least one team there right by process of elimination we will have someone playing in that title game at night so we're guaranteed to have one we could have eight <laughs> we have three reporters okay <laughs> like what am i supposed to go where am i supposed to go you know it's just frustrating sometimes uh, that's, that's why i made that i mean you saw the, I the spreadsheet that i tagged you in like mm-hmm. i i made that kind of like you and the the sports army will will do a good job of getting a bunch of stuff covered mm-hmm. and you can't possibly be everywhere mm-hmm. hey goshen college is off this week you want to do some freelancing work for us I will probably be at some of those games, but honestly, I need to breathe. It's the biggest thing I need to do right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, let's try to wrap this up here a little bit with some football. Just want to run some quick stuff, obviously. We, we didn't really hit on a lot of football at the top. I know you're not a football expert because, you know, Bethany Christian doesn't have football. Hey, undefeated since 1954, Austin. Yes, and Goshen College undefeated as well in football. 1894. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive run. Notre Dame would be really impressed with that. Um, high school football this past week was a load of fun. Uh, Northwood upset Warsaw. Northwood had a heck of a weekend, man. Northwood won everything. <laughs> like they're they're run they're living the dream, man. They are doing well down there. Northwood with its third string quarterback Kyle Sellers wins and beats Warsaw. I just couldn't believe that score when I saw it. Twenty two twenty one, unbelievable. Um, Bet- uh, yeah. Between Jimtown and Northwood, man, you get some. Elkhart County has some. There is death. There are taxes, and then there are Jimtown and Northwood getting better at football as the season goes on. It's, like, insane. Like, I've seen Northwood play against Northridge and East Noble, and in both games, they could have easily won. I mean, they were right in it the whole way, but they just, you know, didn't make a play on offense here or there, and, you know, injuries get in the way, and they lose, you know, lose a game. Uh, So, like, the talent is there with Northwood. It's been about putting it together and winning a game, winning the game, essentially, and they they did it against Warsaw, who was the front runner to win the conference, had it pretty much locked up if they won, if they beat Northwood, and then they lose. So that creates an opportunity potentially, potentially for Northridge or Mishawaka to now come in and win the NLC if Warsaw loses to Concord this week. And coincidentally, Northridge is playing Mishawaka this week in football. Number ten in five A, the poll just came out, Mishawaka. And uh, number 11 in 4A for Northridge. Northridge was number 10 last week. They beat Concord by 35 points, and they fell in the ranking. 
Yeah, what that tells me is you've got some uh, coaches there that they're going to look at that poll. They might put it up on the bulletin board and try to motivate some guys, but they're more focused on winning that game, on winning that conference, on on setting themselves up for the sectional tournament. Right. Then they're, they're not worried about where they finish in the poll. <laughs> right. So Warsaw, Warsaw obviously, Warsaw football beat Mishawaka and Northridge this year. So that's both of their conference losses. Um, but so this Northridge Mishawaka game is essentially for second place as of now. If Warsaw takes care of Concord, they will be the conference champion. Although I don't know if the NLC acknowledges like tiebreakers in that sense. Like they could, well, they they could all technically be co NLC champions. Like it would be uh, whoever wins that Mishawaka Northridge game, and if Warsaw wins, they would be the co conference champions, I believe. Even though Mich- Warsaw beat both of them. So. And then add you know add in that whole level of pandemic uncertainty and so many of these teams have right. lost games throughout the year uh mm-hmm. who did i forget who i just saw that had their game canceled for this week plymouth and northwood that's it yeah plymouth uh coach john Barron tested positive he's doing much better i've seen some updates about him on social media he's doing much better uh luckily thank god he was in the he was taken into the hospital uh but he is doing well so that's good to hear hopefully they can get hopefully they can play in the postseason uh, you know, we'll see. They're playing New Prairie, I believe, in their sectional opener. Um, good Speaking luck. of driving the middle of nowhere. <laughs> good luck. I have driven, you know, I always drive by New Prairie when I go it's home true. to my family in Illinois. And it's like, oh, that's where New Prairie's at. Okay. Every time. Yeah, it's but like, it's oh, in a different a sign. time zone. Yeah, I know. They're in a different time zone. It's literally. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, there they are. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, got some good games this week. Uh, also, Shout out Fairfield for winning the NECC Big Division this week. Uh, they beat Lakeland 42-0, which wasn't a surprise. Uh, Fairfield is very good. Lakeland's going through some kind of rebuilding with the first-year head coach, Ryan O'Shea. Uh, but, you know, you, you, like I've said before on this podcast, you're not really supposed to show emotions as a journalist. You're not supposed to show favoritism. But it's really hard not to feel good for Matt Thacker and what he's done at Fairfield. I think a lot of people will agree with that. Um, from not having... From potentially playing a JV season two years ago, they almost thought about playing JV because of their numbers. But they were like, "No, we want to, we want to play varsity. We want to go through this. We want to lick. We want to get crushed, basically, like they did. It was four ninety three to twenty seven overall that year. They got outscored. It's unbelievable. Like think about that, four ninety three to twenty seven. That doesn't even sound like real. Like it's like a typo almost. You know what I mean? Like you. Like Sounds you think, like you're making it up. Right, like the Hammond-Clark record in boys' soccer. It almost doesn't seem real, but it is. And to to now be in a position where they're going to Churubusco Friday night, if they beat Busco, they go 8-0 in the regular season. You know, they only had missed the one game first week against Goshen because of the Elkhart County mandate uh, on COVID. I mean, they got a, a pretty nice sexual draw. They get Central Noble in the first round, who they beat 32-6, I believe, this season. And they get Eastside on the other half of the bracket, who is the team in that sectional, who's going to be the one that's going to challenge them uh, the most. So it is setting up to potentially be Fairfield hosting Eastside for the sectional championship on November 6th. So it could be, uh, you know, it's a great season so far for Fairfield. And I'm really excited. I'll be down there at Busco on Friday night covering their game. Um, we will also have people at Goshen, Versus Wallace C, which will be an interesting contest. 
and Northridge and Mishawaka, of course. So. Now, I have a question. Is it still the big school division in the NACC? Or did they, too, decide to change the names of their football divisions in the middle of the season? Oh, my God. The Northern Indiana Conference, just as, you know, yeah. Making their names from, well, it's the North Division and the South Division, and now the North is called the North-South Division, and the South Division is now called the East-West Division, right? Is that, is that what was I announced? I believe that it's either that or you have it backwards. But yeah, those are, what, those what, are the two division names. Right, regardless. Um, Makes one long for legends and leaders <laughs> of the old Big Ten days. I saw someone say they should have named it Longitude and Latitude and Longitude. <laughs> just just go with it, you know? Like, I don't know what they were thinking doing that. that Ketchup makes, and mustard? I, yeah, honestly, like, I don't know what they were going for with that. Um and to announce it like on a Sunday too, like I think it was Sunday or Saturday, like they had, like Saturday or Sunday, effective immediately. These are the new division names. Okay. The Saturday, well, not just any Saturday or Sunday, with a week to go in the season. Like your focus should be on right. teams playing for whatever we're calling them, the division championships. Yeah, you know their their right. conference titles, getting ready for sectionals, and instead, oh, let's take the attention off the kids and shift it back to the adults who can't decide what they're going to call this thing. <laughs> just and then the names are nonsense. I, I hope the NECC makes a name change, like just for just to go with the flow. You right, know? that's a like, totally logical I, name. Announce it on Friday at like six o'clock before the football game start. We're calling it the NECC. Um, what would be fun names? We gotta think of some fun names. We'll do that later. So uh, I'll, I'll, next week on the podcast, I'll think of new NECC uh, division names. Okay, Sheila, remember, remind me to think of that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, we got a good football slate this week. Uh, what, last week of the regular season before playoffs begin? It's crazy to think that we already got sexual playoff football coming uh, in less than two weeks. Man, it's crazy. Um, but got some good got some good games for uh, the first week of sectionals. Northridge hosting Leo is the headliner. Uh, that'll be a top ten matchup in the class going at it in the first game of the sectional. Um, this is my obligatory, obligatory moment to say we need to seed the sectionals. Um, along with not putting everything on Saturday, um, that's just my you know standard standard Austin Huff rhetoric. You know, coming from out of state, who doesn't really believe in anything? Indiana, Indiana has done the state uh, high school association for like forever with the blind draw and slamming everything on Saturday for no reason. So, how do you feel about Indiana University's stripe warm up pants? Those are great. Okay, Those good. If we, uh, <laughs> if we, if you felt differently about that, we might have had to work on taking your Hoosier card. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough. I thought Lafayette Harrison was in the region. Yeah, that was last bad. week on Twitter. Um, we won't go there again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Tony, we got. I'm gonna get you on on this. This is it. I promise you that we're wrapping up uh, eventually here. Uh, one second. Um, you run a Twitter account on Twitter called Unnecessary Research Sports Research. Um, a lot of cool factoids from that, actually. I like following it. Um, I always like it, too, when you kind of try to reply to someone about that, like a tweet to that, but as yourself instead of, uh, you know, you, get all, you have a lot of Twitter accounts you run. So uh, I think I have access to 17, not all of them active. Yes, of course. It's a little bit much. It's a little excessive. I have two, access to two. Um, so anyway... But I want to get you out on this. What is maybe a unnecessary sports 
research factoid you can drop on us right now? Anything you know right off the top of your head? Uh, the, uh, probably the obvious thing right now. We're done with the NBA Finals, so we're down to baseball playoffs and the NFL regular season, and nobody really knows what's happening with the NFL regular season. Not unlike uh, what we were talking about at the top of the show with uh, local college sports, uh, there's been, I think, eight schedule changes in the NFL in the last week. So let's stick with baseball. It's the national pastime. <laughs> last week, uh, the Marlins played the Braves, was it? Yes. In the National League Division Series. And Fox sends out uh, A.J. Pierzynski to do color, along with a couple of guys making their playoff baseball coverage debuts. Valpo alum Adam Amin on play-by-play. Adam Wainwright, the Cardinals pitcher, uh, will probably go into something in baseball, be it front office or TV or radio work somewhere when he retires. He's, I mean, he's got too good of a baseball IQ not to. Mm-hmm. It was the first time in more than 12,000 national baseball telecasts that two guys named Adam worked together as play-by-play and color commentators. You figure when you get your firsts and your Adams together, given that the whole, na- the whole reason we name people Adam is because he was the first man in the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. So your firsts and your Adams on the same note, that's a pretty good thing to go out on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did I pass the like? Are there co-host podcast <laughs> confirmation hearings? I know yeah. that's a big thing in, that's a, in the U.S. Yeah. right now. You, yep, you you're approved. Um, we're, All right. Yep. Sheila, that'll be on the uh, quiz at the end of the year. Uh, Adam and Adam. So, <laughs> well, thank you again, Tony, for swinging on in to the uh, to the Goshen News uh, Podcast Studios, and uh, really appreciate it having you on. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, how do I get farewell? back out of here? How do I get back? <laughs> uh, there's a couple hallways. Uh, <laughs> well, that'll wrap up another edition of the Go Should Do Sports podcast. Uh, we will be back with a brand new episode next week.